In the beginning, there was darkness. Then, there was Paul Brown. Paul Brown transformed the game. Hello, Paul Brown here. Welcome to the first ever International Browns Podcast. Good morning, Cleveland. After so much negative feedback regarding the Irish intro, we're back to the English intro. And to do that, I needed to bring an Englishman back into the fold, Jack Duffin. Jack, what? what's going on, buddy? Back. I can't even say it. Back again. Jack is back. Tell a friend. I'm, Maybe I should I'm just excited. go back on vacation. So are we chatting tight ends today? tight tight ends and it's a fun position um we know kevin stefanski is in love with the tight end position um, you mean we're talking about the team that was the number one overall usage of three tight end sets in the entire nfl last year oh yeah baby um i think they might have led the league in four tight ends as well it's but possible on the three snaps i think we use them <laughs> hey uh, always going to be number one so we're going to chat about the position but first before we touch on the draft prospects, let's look at the room. Um, we've got a defined number one, and lots of people want to put Njoku as the number one, but what was it, 19 receptions during the regular season last year? Let's. He's, no, he's number one tight end take, in the hearts of many. Yeah, he, he, might, he have a, might have the highest ceiling, and people love chatting about ceilings. That's fine, but we've got to see it. Um, I, I love Njoku as a player, but Hooper is the number one tight end in this room. And then you've got Joku number two and Harrison Bryant number three. Regularly last season, they actually played Bryant over in Joku, which was uh, surprising. Even though Joku has come on a lot well with a blocking, etc., it's probably the final year for Hooper or Joku, and that probably means the final year for Joku. Yeah, it's it's one of those things. Njoku, he's gotten better as a player. There is a role for him. You know, obviously making six million plus this year. He's in the final year of his rookie deal in terms of his fifth year. Listen, they're going to let it play out. They're going to see. I think the Browns have an interest in an athlete like David Njoku, former first round pick. So, yeah, I think that it'll be interesting to see. He's one play away from being tight end number one. He just has to go out there and prove it and stay consistent. He did a great job last year, you know, just kind of getting over the year prior and being uh, a key part of the offense. I mean, he was out there and, you know, whether it's blocking or just being a dangerous red zone target, he opens up the field for people. There's no doubt about it. When he's on the field in the red zone, you got to account for him. Yeah. And I think if he has a phenomenal year, they could easily go, let's sign him to a deal and they can move on from Hooper. Um, Hooper's main guarantees, even though there's some dead money still there is all of it was a two year cash deal with, options if you want to keep him at nine and a half million a year they could easily go actually let's give the 10 million to Njoku and we'll move on from Hooper if Njoku breaks out this year so it's certainly possible but they do like Harrison Bryant and the reason why we know they like Harrison Bryant because they're back on the block offering David Njoku so they're willing to listen to trades and you wouldn't be listening to trades if you're 100% in love with a guy so there's certainly a chance that they could move on. It could happen during the draft. Um, nothing is ruled out. There's still some dudes out there, tight ends in free agency. So they'll probably bring someone in 
as a free agent. I, I like Richard Rogers. Um, doesn't have many snaps, but really shine last year. Um, but they're probably bringing a dude and then draft somebody if they were going to move on from Njoku. But I think he stays. Harrison Bryant steps up to be a tight end two next year. Um, not this coming season, 2022. And uh, Mr. Carlson, special team, Superman. Um, could be in his last year. If they draft someone, he's gone. Yeah. And also remember that just another couple of guys, the Browns brought in Kyle Markaway uh, from South Carolina last year, who was on the practice squad for a little while. And there is a guy that they have. He's an athlete I've mentioned before, and that's Jordan Franks, 6'4", 246 out of UCF. He's the brother of Felipe Franks, the quarterback from Florida. So this is a guy athlete, you know, who knows? They might like what they see out of these guys. So very well, if the Browns are looking to move around picks in the draft, hey, who's to say they don't package David Njoku in a pick to move up and get J.C. Horn or something like that? You know, it really just depends. But Njoku is definitely a trade chip in terms of your draft assets in terms of moving around the draft board. So with one trade, all of a sudden, all of these tight end prospects that we're going to talk about come into the fold. Yeah, and that's where I want to start. So there's no one day one other than Carl Pitts, and he's going to be gone. So that's enough chat about... He's not going number one overall? Number one overall pick? Uh, I I don't think he's going to beat Trevor Lawrence out. But I've I've got plenty of money on him as tight end. I'm just going to go ahead and dash all my uh, hopes and dreams for Kyle Pitts. Yep. RIP. Um, We've got two two guys I've potentially marked in at 59. I can see him going there. Um, So I'll turn over to you just to pronounce his name. <laughs> it's easy. Pat Fryermuth. Fryermuth. He's a tight end out of Penn State, 6'5, 251. Um, played three years college football. Not an explosive athlete, but a good athlete. I mean, if we're talking about the second round picks, right? So we're talking about guys really in day two. So there's a nice little bubble of three guys. Uh, Fryermuth's one of those. Ultimately, it's funny in college, I hate this nickname. Stop calling tight ends baby gronk like we need to just stop 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 yes he's an athletic big tall white guy we get it he's not baby gronk okay let's just stop with that he's a competitive guy i think he's going to be in the nfl for a little while he kind of reminds me a little bit of former penn state tight end mike gasicki so you're talking about guys kind of in that same mold he's a little bit bigger than gasicki a little bit more stout of the point of attack in terms of his blocking but otherwise yeah you're talking about 59 possibly even if he falls further. Cause I think a couple of the draft sites have him rated as a top 60, top 65 prospect. So if he falls, but I really don't think the Browns are going to be using their 59th pick on a tight end, unless like we said, David Joku is going to be going. Yeah, no. So the, the crazy number out um, there is 27.8% target share. So they really, really did use him at Penn state. So that's just something that, Hey, the guy gets involved yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Unless they're trading Njoku, it's probably slightly too high. I could see one of them two later picks, but it, it, it's worth throwing it in there because, hey, crazy, crazy stuff can happen on draft day. Um, there's one other dude, Brevin Jordan, who could potentially go at 59, um, but he had a bit of a bum relative athletic score. We haven't got a um, RAS data from Pat. Um, I don't know if he didn't do the workout or what happened there, but uh, now Brevin has got 4.52. So uh, I'm going to slap a, uh, he's too slow. 
Yeah, the odd part on go. the odd part on Brevin Jordan, we're talking about a six foot two. So he's a smaller tight end. When you're talking about six, two and a half, 247 pounds, kid out of Miami. Um, he's more of an athlete than he is a your traditional tight end. Um, I know that I saw Dame Brugler had him compared to like an Irv Smith, the guy that's down there in Minnesota. So Irv Smith, if you watch any of the Minnesota, he'll flex inside, he'll flex outside. So he's more of an athlete as opposed to kind of the traditional tight end. I think with the Browns having Harrison Bryant, and if they continue to still have David Njoku, I don't think this is a guy they're going to bring in. They're going to look for a complimentary piece, not exactly just one of what they already have. So next we get down to... There's two dudes in that 89, 91 range. Um, I think you'd save them for that 91 pick because, well, I, I haven't looked to see who's got the 90. But the first name on the board is Mr. Hunter Long. He sounds a bit like a wrestler. Um, yeah, Hunter Long, 6'5", 250 kid out of Boston College. Um, Going to be close to your age thing at 23. But this guy here, he's more of a functional tight end is how I would kind of call him has better hands than, you know, most of your athletic tight ends. He's more of a sure catcher of the ball, but he doesn't have the athleticism, so to say, as other ones. Now, ironically enough, if you look, his NFL comp is Austin Hooper. So there's something that they may see. Um, you're talking about a guy, 82 inch wingspan, four, six, eight on the 40 with a broad jump of 10 foot two. So he's got athleticism, no doubt about it. Could he be a guy that they say, hey, if they move on from one of their athletic ones, bring him in? And hey, why, who's best to have to mold an Austin Hooper comp than Austin Hooper, right? No, sir. Certainly a good point. Um, why not? If you if they're confident that someone can step up, then yeah, get a, get a copy of him. Um, Eight point five nine um, relative athletic score, so numbers are good. Um, it's what we want to see. Um, produced really well in 2020. So uh, that's always something that we want to see from the players we're looking at. Um, so no, he was a 15th tight end out of 245 PFF last year. So uh, it's good. Nice big dude. Um, I, I think it's, it's certainly something that could pick a fancy, but I'm leaning more to the other guy that, could be there, 89, 91, and that is Mr. Tommy Tremble. Bit of Tommy Touchdown Tremble. So Tommy Tremble, we're talking about kids 6'3", 241, um, going to be just over the age of 21, which I think is the perfect microcosm for what I think this guy is projected to be. I think there's a lot of people that believe at Notre Dame where, you know, you had Claypool, you had a lot of these big tight end guys out there. Notre Dame loves to use them that Tremble may still have his best days ahead of him. He's struggled. If you notice, I'm sure PFF pointed this out. He's had a little bit of the dropsies, um, the two years that he's kind of produced uh, red shirted in 2018. The problem is, is even last year put up no touchdowns. So productivity has been a little bit of a thing. Um, ultimately, he's a development guy. So he's a guy where if you look at him and say, I think he can become something. I don't think he's a guy that's going to be cracking that tight end one, two, or three. I think he's a, probably a tight end four, maybe looking at that Steven Carlson role, just while he kind of gets his feet wet because his talent may be something that's realized down the road. 
I don't think you're going to look at somebody that's going to come in. I think Harrison Bryant was probably a little bit more even of a refined prospect coming out. So this is where we're starting to get into that day two, three bubble. But yeah, Tremble's a guy I think a lot of people like. I think they just like his athleticism. He has some power at the point of attack as a blocker. So there's things you can work on. But overall, you know, the consensus on him is that he still has room to grow. And a lot of people think he's going to get there. Yeah, and there's sort of talk that he might end up more as that Carl Juszczyk style fullback rather than staying as a tight end. Um, is that something you're drafting in the end of the third round? Hell no. Hell no. We ain't using picks on fullbacks. Need I remind people Gronk was a third round pick? The actual Gronk, not baby Gronk, or the seven other people they've called baby Gronk. Oh, Kelsey, also third round pick. But not as a fullback. No, I'm just saying like these tight ends that are drafted in the third round can become something, but oh, they yeah. better have the upside of Kelsey and Gronks. And I, Aaron Hernandez has his issues off the field, but on the field, he was still a stud. So you're not taking these guys to be like inline blockers in the third round. Here's a question for you. Where, when, who was the last tight end taken in the first round to put together a couple of good seasons? I've asked you this one before, so you might know. To put together a couple of good seasons. Yep. Kellen Winslow at least made a Pro Bowl for the Browns. If we're going back all the way then, um, off the top of my head, I cannot think of one because Mr. Greg Olson. Oh, that Greg is Olson, how far yeah. back you have to go. So um, it's a dangerous position to draft so highly. It takes a while to develop, and I think that might be one of the reasons why they want to stash someone this year and bring him in at four. And you go, oh, but what was a wasted pick taking someone in the third round? Which what some people will naturally think, but as you, you've repeated several times in the la- last week's set of shows, we're not drafting someone to come in and start. Um, they're there for the future. And if that's depth on the roster, that it's next man up next year because we move on from Njoku, we move on from him or Hooper, then uh, it puts us in a good position. But no, I, I, I think if I had to guess, if there's someone they take on day two, it would be pick 91 and it would be Hunter Long um, would be where my guess would be. It is possible. And yeah, I think we just keep emphasizing it because, you know, ultimately we are a what have you done for me lately society. And when you draft these guys, we're not used to this feeder program. We're not used to this thing where we drafted a guy in the fifth round, he hangs around and then all of a sudden he pops in and has a four catches. And then next thing you know, he assimilates into a starting role because he's had time to develop within the system. You know, one of the, one of the benefits of a Stefanski running a three tight end set is you are getting snaps for these younger guys. So a guy like Harrison Bryant, you know, we know who has trouble holding on to the football can now go back in year two and then say, okay, this is what I need to focus on ball positioning, placement, learning the offense. So, yeah, we really have to just kind of get over the fact that they're going to be drafting bottom of the depth chart guys in terms of some of these positions. Right, so that's it for the tight end room today. Um, we'll be back tomorrow with day three prospects. Um, as always, go Browns. Go Browns. Go Browns.